Hello, sports fans. We're here. <laughs> um, sorry, it's not a game. Uh, it's a it's a podcast. It's well, it is a it's mm. a it's a it's a game of wit. That's true. It's it's a te- it's a fight to the right. It's a sparring, it a verbal a sparring, but sp- bit of a spar, um, a duel. You know. Oh, absolutely. Will. Not between Kelly and I, but between uh, Kelly and Us I. Us in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me against the world. Um, Sometimes I, it feels that way. I mean. You know, after all these years, after all these years, um, hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of FOH. I'm Lillian Devane. I'm Kelly Sullivan. And it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. You know? Hey. This podcast has been going on for... (laughs) good a good minute you guys know what it's all about you guys get the fucking show um for new listeners it's a service industry podcast um and kelly and i are both damaged fragile women who are just trying our best so Mm -hmm. if you have any criticism whatsoever please throw it directly in the fucking garbage so fragile like a string of pearls it's true wear them only on special occasions and treat them with respect i was trying to come up with cocktail names uh yesterday for some new cocktails sure and i one of the cooks whose name is pearl was like will you name one after me and i was like yes i will but the thing with pearl is it's so laden with innuendo which i personally Mm. hate i hate innuendo and um wait just like in cocktail names or just kind of like more generally generally i don't like oh yeah i don't like any i don't like i don't like that but can you please just go a little bit further with that for me i like uh <laughs> i just think everyone should be really ashamed of having sexual desire so like the idea oh. of being like yeah you know like like i'll have what she's having it's like i would rather set myself on fire <laughs> personally speaking okay so Okay. Anyway, so what what I figured out when I was trying to think of a way to name a cocktail after Pearl is like it is literally impossible to not reference cum when you're trying to name a cocktail after with the word Pearl. And so Pearl, I ultimately Pearl was Jam, like, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm not naming a cocktail after you, unfortunately to say. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's sad. And, you're, you know, this person's parents should have thought about that. Yeah, I should have thought about, okay, our daughter's going to become a cook. Then she will say, will you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Play it out. Play it out. Think, you know, new parents, a name is so, it's so much more than just a name. It's whether it's on the playground or. You got to be 10 steps ahead, if not 20. Which is why I can't become a parent. It's too much pressure thinking about these kind of scenarios. And you don't know where slang is going to go. That's the other troubling thing. Right. Just go with a classic Albert and call it a day. You know, it, right. something just kind of a Maurice. I don't know. Just something more. <laughs> yeah, Maurice just... could be huge. <laughs> Maurice could be huge. Just don't overthink it. Put, close your eyes and point to something and just do it. And, you know. Yeah. Agree. Anyways. Um, 
I'm just adjusting my microphone for one second. Totally fine with me. Okay. Um, where are we in the podcast? I forgot already. Are we? Um, I yeah, I think we're still at intros. And then we can <laughs> tell service stories, and then we can get to our main topic. I don't know. Whatever. I was just thrown off by the. Um, yeah. Okay. Great. Um, you're like kind of here's the sketch uh, generally of how we do the show. These are the different uh, parts of the show that we've done for five years, and kind of we can go any number of ways. Um, great. Uh, we had, okay. That was your update. My I literally I'm sorry everybody. Literally I'm sorry. Uh, okay. I am doing great. Good. Good. I, I am. I am actually doing fine. Um, I've had a very, very, very funny week. I will not explain, but it was also my birthday and, um, you know, I like to be really annoying about my birthday and dramatic and whatever, and I don't like to do anything and, but slash want to do something. Anyways, this year I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to be by my fucking self, which I was dreading and it was great. I had a great fucking day. And I was like, oh, like, if you don't disappoint yourself, it's good. Yeah. You're the only person responsible for your, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, cool. I know exactly what I'm going to do today, and that's fine. Um, but it started with me. I had taken so many pills the night before um, and, like, vaped and, like, had an edible and white claws just to, like, kind of get me through to the actual day because I was so anxious about it. That I woke up in quite a bit of a blur. I wouldn't say I was the sharpest, you know, I wasn't rising and sh- rising and grinding at 530 in the morning. Do you know what I mean? I do and believe I, that. Yeah, well, I Thank you. That. And I said, I can't imagine making coffee right now of all days on this day. So I ordered a fucking Bialy, a coffee, and some uh, rugula from this Jewish deli. Forgot I ordered it. classic move woke up again to coffee on my doorstep and I was like this is living you know what I mean like this is really I know you know delivery you know it's all shitty and I don't I try not to overuse them but like I was like this is well that's what our forefathers wanted us um delivery is like it is sort of like the dopamine of it all is like if you're getting seamless every night then that's just how you get food right but if you don't like i also i get yeah. delivery maybe i i almost never get actual delivery actually i almost always pick up yeah and so then when you do get delivery you're like you're like this is crazy it's just here at my house yeah <laughs> i'm just here i didn't put on pants this whole entire time it's so crazy it was yeah. really so luxurious yeah so anyways i had a great day and uh you know it was yeah it was great Dr- had some great wine cheers beautiful yeah beautiful we love that mm-hmm. um do you have a service story kelly um yes i do sort of by means of um talking about so i was telling lillian before we started recording is my restaurant which is just like, I don't even think this is a factor of COVID. I think it's just, I forgot that this was a factor of restaurants, which is that like, <laughs> there's almost never enough people working there, like at any given time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're always like, so my my schedule is going to be like, and I'm just going to own these like three or four shifts. And then they're like, guess what? You actually have to, you have yeah. 10 shifts this week. You know what I mean? Like whatever. Yeah. And um, 
And so we're trying to bring new people in. And the problem is, is that like the core staff is, it's a small restaurant. The core staff, most everyone has worked there for at least a year. We're all fairly close or at least just like, like I almost never hang out with people outside of work, but it's like you, you, there's a vibe. Yeah. And so when you're trying to break in and that's true of any restaurant, like when you try to break in, when you start and you're new, it's always difficult. Yes. So I'm, I have some amount of sympathy. However. Uh Oh, uh Oh, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> it's like, um, anyway, but there's a new floor manager and she's trying to break in bless her heart. Um, but she just does not do herself any favors. Like she was like, Oh, I, I, I went to the Stytown target before work. I was like, Oh, awesome. I like target as much as the next girl from the Midwest. And she's like, look what I got. And it was one of those squishmallows stuffed animals. What? It's like a stuffed oh, no. animal for adults. Oh no. Oh, I was like, no. and that's literally what I said. I just said, wow. Oh my God. In that exact tone. Because I was just like, I, like you could like, I don't. Yeah. I, it's like literally you're like, I would literally rather you be like, I bought myself a temple grand and like squeeze box. Like oh. it's just so <laughs> weird. Um, and then <laughs> I came in on Monday and she, I was talking, to, she was there with the jam and I was, you know, we were saying how was everyone's weekend? Da, da, da. And I was like, Oh, mine was great. I went to a Liberty game and the jam was like, Oh, I saw that. And this new floor manager, she was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, it's the New York WNBA team. Mm-hmm. And she was like, what's the WNBA? And I was like, what is what? the Women's National Basketball Association? That's not a Jeopardy question. Um... <laughs> what? And so I was like, so is your contention that you don't know what the NBA is? Right. Or like, did you not know that they let women play basketball? Or like... Are you just being like, I'm so not a sports girly. Like, ah, oh, God, like, I don't know what that team, ah. Maybe, or like, yeah, sort of like a child who has time traveled is the only <laughs> yes. other explanation with the stuffed animal and the WNBA. That's like, another possibility. It's another like, possibility. What is going on? <laughs> like, I just, yeah, it was, it's just, and so I'm just. Mm. Can you, can you give me an age range for this person? I think she's like, she's a couple years older than me. I think she's maybe like 33. Devastating. Um, so, yeah, just really strange. And it's like, it's hard because my first reaction is almost always to be a hater. And then usually I'll end up liking people. Nah, yeah, of course. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how she's going to turn it around. I'll be honest. It's, you know, I don't want to use a sports metaphor, but yeah, I can't actually think of one, but if I could, it would sort of be like, she's there's the clock is running. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's down in the second down or something. It's just gotta. Wow. The stuffed animal. Listen to me, everybody. You listen to me. You listen to me, and you listen to me right now. No, I. we all 
no, I can't say this. Anyways, I'm just saying we all have anxiety and take a pill like an adult. I don't know. I have a drink. I don't know what to say. I, 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 <laughs> I, have, a, I have a have a nice stiff one. Obviously, there are exceptions to you know. I'm not. I'm not disregarding people who you know need certain you know accommodations, but you can't be bringing in a stuffed animal to your workplace. Um, well, you just can't expect that everyone's going to cheer. Well, that no, action. that's what I mean. I'm like, what do you, like, you clearly think that this is acceptable behavior and that alone is chilling. It's chilling. It's also like, you know what I have done, how I've translated that childhood desire. And I've said this on the podcast many times. I have many vintage ceramic animal figurines in my sure. home. And you know what? People come over. It's cute. It's charming. It, they're not soft they don't go in the bed i mean i have some of them in my bedroom but they're not they don't it's have not a doll I don't kiss collection them yeah <laughs> none of them have names none of them have personalities i didn't even do that when i was a child i never named my stuffed animals and i mean i guess i'm just more evolved i don't know like well, that's weird i know i know that's a I mean, little bit that, unusual. i think yeah people would say oh, and what's what's this one's name i'm like it's a bunny i don't know what to tell you it's a bunny. It doesn't have a name. It's a stuffed animal. Anyways, um, maybe I've been a little too harsh my entire life, but I do remember one time an iconic story from my childhood is there was like a classic like uh, elementary school, like there is someone coming up and the, telling like the African folk tales for like a bunch of white children. Yeah, and now um, see the spider. Yep. It was literally a nonsense yeah, spider. Yeah, I knew it. And yeah. Then they like called a bunch of people to the stage. Obviously, I am want to be the center of attention, so I mm -hmm. volunteer to go on the stage. But then the guy goes and he's like, um, "Actually, this might be a little autistic of me." Um, uh -oh. But he goes, "And are you one of Anansi's children?" And I was like, "Oh no, no, Jim and Mary's." Um, no. <laughs> And he was like, okay, well, would you like to pretend to be? And I said, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Oh, if that's the situation. <laughs> if that's absolutely. what we're doing. Yeah, no Where problem. Where do I sign? Okay, but <laughs> previously I did not understand the situation. So uh, I was like, no, that's not correct. No, I'm sorry. I don't know where you're getting your information, but um, <laughs> that is not accurate. My mom was in the audience and she was like, Jesus she's like, you got to be kidding me with this one. You got to be kidding me. What adults. Just kidding. That's really cute. You're just telling the truth. I know. You're like, I'm not going like, to lie in front of an audience here. Right. I'm going to do that many years later on a podcast. Of course. Um, I don't even work in a restaurant. <laughs> Both of us actually are in sales. So this whole time. <laughs> yeah, I do That's work the big home. reveal. Yeah. Um, I mean, in a way. In a way. Um Amazing. Okay. Well, we were both fucked from the start. What can I say? Everybody, I don't know. Bring a stuffed animal to work. I don't know. I guess I have no play. I can't yeah, be throwing, oh, throwing stones. Um, okay. Listeners, a reminder. There is a hotline to call in where you can leave us special messages, stories, etc. And it's 414-533-5-FOH. Give us a call. Say hello. Tell us how you Give feel. Give us a ring. Um... We love to hear your voice. Um, okay, let's start the episode, shall we? I would love to. Okay, cool. Me too. Um, so this 
half-formed idea. Um, you heard it in real time uh, in our last episode, but thinking about seating and restaurants, the meaning behind it, preferences, uh, codes, cultural choices. That doesn't make sense. You guys get the picture. Um, mm-hmm. And this actually, I, I was thinking about it because I read this biography of uh, Aristotle Onassis, mm-hmm. who is psychotic. The shipping magnate. The ship- oh, yeah. Also, yeah, this guy shipping, whaling, private fucking airlines. This guy had his fingers in every disgusting pot you could think of. Anyways, a horrible person, a sociopath, to be sure. Um, but the biography is fascinating, but also gave it detailed, and I can't find it anywhere, of course, while I was trying to look for this podcast, but gave many detailed uh, descriptions of Jackie and Lee going to mm-hmm. restaurants and their sort of like, um, like their choice, how they decided to like, and where they decided to sit and the reasons behind it and how they would, the table they would always choose and the reasons behind it, which I thought was fascinating. And of course, when trying to find that information for this podcast episode, I could not, but. It was actually very difficult to, I think they need to bring back Ask Jeeves because I'm not the first to say Google has gone way downhill. Uh, Yeah, I know. But it has. Results wise, but it's also maybe because of that, like I've stopped having like optimized search engine brain. And so literally me trying to research for this episode, it's like, where do the mobsters sit in the restaurant? Where do famous people sit? So like bring back Ask Jeeves so I can just type in a question. I guess that's what Quora is. Okay. Yes. So same thing happened to me, which I'm like, I know that there is information out there. It's yes. frustrating. Um, and I did find a lot of really funny stuff. So my information isn't exactly what I planned, but that's what happens when you research, you know, you, you, you start with a question and you might find out that, you know, the answers aren't there and there's a different question you're asking. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think we can start by saying that there are pretty much like recognized tables that are preferred in restaurants, mm. especially for celebrities, the, you know, the CNBC mm-hmm. and crowd, um, which are tables far that aren't by the bathrooms, aren't by the front door, so you don't get a draft. Mm-hmm. You are visible to the restaurant when people walk in, but you're, you can see everybody is also the important part. So like... I would say kind of to towards the back. If I remember also Jackie's preference toward kind of in the back, but facing out. So you can, you know, keep your, you know, keep your eye on. Exactly. And you want your back. Like that's why people like a corner is good because then you can, you only have to be aware of Mm. two angles rather than. If you're like in a circle table in the center of the dining room, no, you gotta be head on a swivel. Not, not gonna absolutely work. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I'll just go this place right now because it makes sense. So while I was looking for this, I, you know, again, I'm also doing the same thing. I'm Googling any kind of phrasing I can to find the right answers. I stumble upon this guy's fucking blog called modernsurvivalblog.com. 
Perfect. Um, Absolutely perfect. Highly do not recommend going to this blog, but um, I I did for you. It's my homepage. Um, And so (laughs) (laughs) Um, I came across a post that says uh, choosing the safest place to sit in a public space and then also how to choose the best, safest seat in a restaurant. Um, I started going down that path and then I was like, I actually cannot read about... um, gun like i was like i can't read about guns and so i just clicked away this doesn't mention guns but it's so clearly so like i just want to read one part of it because i was just while i'm reading this i'm imagining being at dinner with this person so (laughs) imagine you're sitting at a table okay and you're like oh my gosh another one of lillian's shy boyfriends who's like i got a gun i'm I'm, i got two guns my shy boyfriends what are you talking about (laughs) From the from the baseball game last week, your shy boyfriend. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god, literally, yeah. So it's like, oh my god, so I'm so glad we're out tonight. Um, I'm really, I really wanted it's to try this place. Guy. It's the same guy. <laughs> but he's read this blog, so he's ready. <clears throat> so this is so this is what he's thinking. <laughs> He's super sweet and super, super quiet. And but he's read this survival blog and he's thinking <laughs> Dream boy. He's thinking <clears throat> always identify where the exits are. In a restaurant, identify the pathway to the kitchen. Watch the bathroom routes. Pay attention to whatever may appear or sound out of place among the murmur of the patrons. Watch the entrance for uncharacteristic characters. While the points listed above may appear beyond paranoid, in the reality of practice situational awareness, these thoughts occur naturally and rapidly in your mind up until the decision is made where to sit. This is actually, because we're in our DOH window, and I actually sent a very similar kind of sheet to the bartender to say, (laughs) if you see unusual characters. Do not attempt to, yeah. And I said, this may seem paranoid, but I want you guys at the height of preparedness. You are asking someone to to deregulate their nervous system. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I put them in a sensory deprivation chamber and then I just started saying like, flies, straws, you know, unlabeled egg whites or whatever. This is so fucking funny. Also, um, a, a note. Note, a hostess in a restaurant will always try to seat you where he or she wants, typically to balance out their servers, etc. So with that in mind, you will need to proactively request your own safest seating location. In most cases, this should not be an issue, although a busy restaurant may not have much of a choice. Imagine the level. I mean, I, I, the voice I'm reading it in is how this the internal. These are how the thoughts yes, are going yes, through of these course. men's minds. Um, hey, I'm having a great time. Are you by any chance watching the entrance for uncharacteristic characters? I'm kind of noticing your eyes darting uh, while I'm trying to talk to you about um, a conversation I had with my mother. Are you, are you sort of trying to pay attention to whatever may appear or sound out of place among the murmur of the patrons? Or are you listening to me talk about my day? You know? So... Anyways, the dinner did not go well. Um, and... <laughs> 
Also, another tip is visualize an emergency. If upon entrance, you quickly visualize an emergency scenario, not only will it help you choose where to sit, but if an emergency actually takes place, you will be less likely to freeze up. So the next time you walk into a restaurant, I want you to imagine every person in that place dying in front of your eyes. Just do it once. Mm -hmm. And then you will be ready if that happens. And, but you have to do it every single time, every single place you go. And, and I every think, different. Yeah. And every different scenario. So imagine, I would say up to three different catastrophic scenarios when you <laughs> enter a restaurant. And I think right. that will help you protect your loved ones um, and throw Absolutely. people in the path of danger as you are exiting on your predetermined sort of strategic. Because you want to go through like, okay, obviously mass shooting, but then you want to think about maybe like fire mm. too. Like Big if time. there's a fire. And then maybe you want to think about something, you know, unexpected. Like, what if there's, like, an explosion in the subway and then toxic fumes start seeping yep. up? So it's like yeah. I would really run through kind of myriad emergency yes. situations. You have to. You have to. You have to. Just to be safe. And, you know, I mean, you if you if you aren't, you're essentially putting your life and the lives of people you love on the fucking line. You are a lamb. Wait, you are ready for the slaughter. Sitting duck. Sitting And how dare duck. you not protect me like that if we go into a bistro? <laughs> if we are at Bouvet Bistro on Grove Street. Um, yeah, a lot of what I read about too was, because I was like, I was imagining, when I was imagining my research, I was imagining finding the genre of websites that we know and love. Yeah. Of like homemade mafia yes. histories. Um, so I was thinking it would be like, oh, well, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, Polly Walnuts like to sit <laughs> this yeah, place yeah, yeah. and, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, what I did find was just like mostly like a lot of mafia hits. And it is so interesting. And I imagine for, you know, Mr. Prepared over there too. Um, it's like walking the line of like, I'm a regular here because I feel safe here. And then that being your vulnerability. Yeah. Um, because from what I was reading, it's like, it seems like in the heyday of, of the mafia, it was like, bang, 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 bang. Like just getting picked <laughs> off at those restaurants. It was like, people would just walk in and then just go shoot. And then sometimes just leave. They wouldn't even stay for dessert. <laughs> they didn't even stay for supper. A little espresso. <laughs> After um, a job well done, you'd think. There was a hit in Philly one time where it was on Halloween and someone just walked in in a Halloween mask and just said, bang. And, and I said, got, got, got. Yeah. And I was like, kind of genius and also like very funny but I guess it is like that because even with like bodyguards and whatnot, it's like, okay, like if you are inconspicuous enough, if you're casual enough and it's Halloween, you're just wearing a little mask and you're in Philly of all places, you know? Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm shooting you. Oh, God. Here, I, here I come, I'm shooting you. Here I come, I'm in the mall, but I'm shooting you and I'm wearing a <laughs> Halloween and it's kind of a fun thing for me. Yeah. And when I take it off, I'm a different person. And that's how I I'm kind of separate I'm myself. You. I compartmentalize my crime. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of these places, like, be, I, 
how, okay, here's a question related to this. Mm. And I was reading, I, I went down another road of like basically mob front, like fronts, right? Restaurants. Yeah. yeah. Which there are historically a lot and that's why hits happened at them right because like they're not actual they're kind of restaurants but not really they're mostly just hangouts or a social club straight up and like if you walk in they're like what are you doing here but um are lots of stories about people walking in to what they thought was a restaurant and they'll like give you food but like it's not really like you know Mm -hmm. a lot a lot on cora about that i that's exactly exactly we're probably reading the same thread um do you think how prevalent do you think that is still especially in new york because heroin really wiped them out you know it's yeah yeah well the thing is is like it's almost like uh, a feedback loop because it's like the mob like restaurants themselves aren't like so profitable so it's like you kind of Mm. need the mob to support your restaurant to make it profitable and then so you're kind of like you're Mm. kind of keeping the mafia alive by having these fronts you know what i mean like yeah uh like (laughs) and it so you know chicken or the egg like it's like okay so Mafia is being propped up by the restaurants that they're, pro- you know what I mean? Right. Um, anyway, how, how prevalent do I think it is? Not very. Yeah. It's the only way very. of life. But I will say then, I think it also is the thing, like, uh, more so in New York, I would say, at least what I see is like when you go into a corner store and you're like, oh, okay, there's three boxes of yes. like, yes. random, you know, captain crunch and yet there are six people standing around in here yeah so i know something's being sold yeah that happens yeah that happened to me a decent amount you know not decent amount but it's like often enough where i was like okay this isn't a real store got it got it but can i still have a seltzer please (laughs) um (laughs) if you guys like if you guys keep that coke in stock like it's not going to be like big bucks for you but i will give you a dollar a day (laughs) yeah one one dollar every i know night. you don't know uh what to charge me for this but typically the street value is about two dollars so if i could just give you that in cash and be on my way i know it's also not cold but i will still take it thank you um i know it's but it's a bummer to me that organized crime has fallen you know the way it has it's sad um also brought me down the path and have we talked about this it's entirely possible but did you see that the little pizza tables are connected to the mob? Like the, the I did not white, see that. We have not talked tables. about that because this is brand new information. Okay, great. Phew. Okay, everyone knows, you know, I don't, the yeah. little tiny tables, it keeps the pizza box from slamming down and ruining your pizza when you get it delivered or take out whatever. I read, and again, completely unverified because there's no real information to be found on the internet anymore. Um, that it was once a sign that you were because we know like the the mafia goes up they say do you want us to you know do you want us to get involved with our fucking little business they say no they say that's fine however you will be paying us for protection right Mm -hmm. so the little white tables became a way of showing that this pizza place 
was like protected. a contributor. Yeah, was protected and part of this fucking, you know. And I think it was not like a universal, but it was like, I think specifically like New York, New Jersey or something like that. It became kind of like a, a thing in like the eight, like 70s, 80s or something. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Yeah, interesting. isn't that interesting? I think it was like 1983 they started becoming like a thing, which I was like, I don't know why that was weird to me. But anyways, so little piece of a uh, little pizza pie history for you all that might not be true. Um, might not be true. Um, and you know what? I'm going to say it. Papa John's mobbed up. I would say they still. Use I would say that easily. Easily. Uh-huh. Huh? Um, yeah. So I don't know. I think. Obviously, this is all changed now with social media and stuff like that. And, like, being where to sit to be seen and be seen. Like, I don't know. It's fucked it all up. We did that episode. I always think about that place in fucking London, that Chinese restaurant. And, like. Yeah. Well, the celebrity yeah. Celebrity world and, like, you know, all of that. Celebrity world is so interesting. And it is the. Um, because you have to be seen as someone who doesn't want to be seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet you are being, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. want to be in this sort of like, like when we know that people call the prop paparazzi on themselves, when we are aware of like, oh, they're going to the Ivy, which is like not exactly cool anymore, but when we <laughs> yeah. that was like where celebrities went, it's like, that's not cool, but it's like. Uh, like it's like you don't want to be at Carbone you want to be at Via Carota because you're still going to get photographed Mm -hmm. but it's seen as you kind of like trying to be more protective of yourself right um another piece of completely unverified information Mm. is that I read this was years ago that I read this and I don't even remember the context and it was again I've never, I didn't even attempt to re-verify this for this podcast, but I read somewhere that, because this is very much like a psychology fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that like, um, our attraction to like the periphery of the room, mm. like some people are like naturally drawn to a center in this, to a table in the center of the room, but most people will go for the periphery of the room is because, um, like, on an epigenetic level, like, we, like, that, the, uh, in court, courtly times, the royal family would sit in the center of the room, and then it goes kind of, like, out. Um, and so most people are from a lineage that would sit on the periphery of the room, and very few are from the lineage that sits in the center of the room. And that's why only only a certain few will be drawn to the center of the room. The generational trauma of sitting <laughs> on the peripheral of in the peasant. king's court yeah. has, la- has lasted Devastated. Decades. I love psychology as a fake. No. It's so interesting to me that people just straight up get degrees in something that's not real. Um, yes, that is really fucking hilarious and interesting. And I will be using that tidbit. Oh, Uh, of course. That is, I mean, obviously it stuck with me because it's one of the craziest things. I mean, like, like many psychology facts, it's just like, (laughs) 
okay. Um, accepted. Um, <laughs> that seems like it's re- like the day a TikToker finds that out. Right. Gonna be everywhere because they love talking about, you know, the rats. Once the rats were electrocuted so many times. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. The, like the the amount of psychology facts include like um i don't know if you saw that when like truly it's at least seems like it's one tiktoker was like kinks are um genetic and like God. passed down no i saw that and um and then people just started saying that and someone said it to me IRL and i was are like you- that's not true guys that's not true literally fucking oh my god and also i hate to like i hate to have to bring up my that i spent my formative years being educated by a true second gen feminist but that is a way of completely denying the way that porn shapes our interpersonal interactions and the idea of like kink is generational is a way of like (laughs) not interrogating the way that your desire is shaped by culture and mm-hmm. is shaped by porn, whether or not you are watching your porn yourself. And the idea that it's like, well, my mom just liked to get in the, hit in the face during sex. That is like, fucking insane to me. Also, why do you know that? Why would you even know about generational right. kinks? Who is talking about this with their no. fucking grandparents? Are you insane? All I know is my mom had sex one time to yeah, make me. I, I'm I, not even certain about my brother and sister. Don't want to think about it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting down and having a kiki with my mom and saying, oh, you know, are you fucking mentally ill? Answer yes, but I'm not so mentally ill that I'm doing that. That is fucking psychotic. And you are correct, Kelly. And that is, I'm sorry. Like girl talk with mom is not. Uh -uh, uh -uh, uh -uh, No. uh -uh. And thank God I, I, I inherited my mother's like repulsion of any kind of sexual anything. So like, we do bond over that, you know what I mean? No. I guess just Sometimes by not my mom will say, it. "Are you dating in New York?" and I just go, "Yeah." Yeah. And then that's we move end on. End of it. fucking story. She my just mother's... wants to know, she's just holding a candle for another grandkid. Not coming from me, lady. Yeah, sorry. Um <laughs> Yeah, I just um I say, "Oh, people think that I don't need any sort of warmth or care." And my mom says, "I wonder where you got that from." And I said, "That's right. It's you, mom." And then that's sort of where we end our interpersonal relationship tales. 100%. So, god, why did this end up here? Um This is what happens when intellectuals start talking about yeah, to burning into <laughs> Oh my god. It's like also, ugh, whatever. I, I sometimes forget that this podcast is actually like a thing that we put out on the internet and like anyone can Yeah, just listen. access it. Um, and I do think about it, uh, re my students a lot. Um, I, mm-hmm. I'm not flattering myself and thinking that they're all sort of like googling me and trying to listen to the podcast but like what do you think the odds are yeah i mean it's it's not it wouldn't be for you particularly for me it's i'm at least protected slightly by having one of the more common names in the western world (laughs) it's a beautiful irish name 
Anyways, okay, let's stop thinking about that and everything else. Um, and the point of all of this is we need to change how the internet works because- 100%. I should be able to find any information I want. The specifics of a passage I read in a biography should be readily available to me whenever 100%. I want it because we can put a man on the moon, allegedly- and we should be able to. Mm, we should be able to make this. This should be available. This is crazy. This is crazy. And yeah, the internet should be. And I'm not talking about. I'm not one of these people getting on Twitter and being like, the internet used to be cool and used to be fun. I I don't care about that personally because you know what's cool and fun? Bars. Yeah, um, I was never. Oh, and the they message still exist. boards. Don't give a fuck. I don't care about that. Yeah. Um. Oh, there used to be e bombs world. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> fine by me. Um, but what, yes, exactly to your point, Lillian, what I want from the internet, the internet needs to, it doesn't need to be fun. It needs to be a tool and the tool needs to be better. The knife needs to be sharpened, the fucking WD-40, whatever it is. I need to be able to type into Google, what was I thinking about last night? Literally monitor me if that's what it <laughs> takes. I like you already are, I know, but not well yeah. enough. Not surveil me. Like, it's like, what is going on? Why you are surveilling everybody already. Use that information to help me have a better podcast episode. Like, at this point. Or just like, what, like, (sighs) I don't want to have to like search around. It's also that, that I'm like, you, yes, you're surveilling me to such a degree. And yet I still don't, it's still hard to find pants that fit correctly. (laughs) You have my body measurements. Just give it to me. Just send me the pant. Just send me a link and say, this is the pant. Take it out of my bank account without asking. I don't care. I don't care. They do it in China. (laughs) You got your one kid and your pants mailed to you. And it's perfect. (laughs) And guess what? It's stylish. Stylish cut. At this point, for this, for anything, we're going to have to go back microfiche. It's going to have to, we're going to, we're on full circle research. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, that's what the patrons pay for. Because at this point, I am going to the University of Oregon Library Special Collections to find out where someone sat in a fucking restaurant. It's like, this is what's going, it's not right. It's not right. No, it's not right. It's not right. God. I love getting really upset about something that's, like, completely not <laughs> real or a big deal okay um god and i still have not written my thesis all right um folks folks you know it's a it's a mad 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 world and uh we hope that we uh help you feel a little more sane you know in comparison to uh to us and our thoughts is the least we can do <laughs> I would imagine that happens to people sometimes. Sometimes they might say, "Oh God, it's not. I, I'm not so bad off." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These aren't so uh, bad. Oh goodness gracious! All right. Well, um, everyone, I hope that you are doing well and you have a great day. And thanks for listening to this podcast. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.